You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. My name is Nick Sperry. I'm Manny. And I'm Andrew. Well, guys, we got plenty to talk about this week. We're going to talk about a big topic, barriers to entry for new players and just the new player experience at large, which will be a a bit of a short series coming up here with the uh, podcast. We're going to talk about the Rebel Y-Wing, got a soft spot for all of our hearts, especially those original trilogy fans, and much more. But first, Halloween just happened. When this when this episode comes out, it'll have been a couple of weeks removed from spooky time. But we were just talking about and reminiscing about our fond Halloween memories. Uh, Andrew, how was your Halloween? What'd you do? Yeah, had a, a really fun Halloween. Uh, my cousin actually threw a murder mystery party, which was a lot of fun. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, one, it, I think it was a great idea just because, you know, Zoe and I were meeting like her friends for the first time. Like, it's a great way for like a lot of people if they don't know each other um, to really feel comfortable just hanging out and talking because you're like in character in the beginning when you're like meeting people. So when the murder mystery is done, like you, it's really easy to just like talk to everybody and meet everybody. The murder mystery itself was a blast. Uh, I thought I knew, figured out who the the murderer was like through the whole thing and then it threw a wacky curveball at the end that i did not see coming it's the way it has to be it's like directed yeah, right. by ryan johnson yeah yep yeah <laughs> it's like exactly a movie for him it's, it's called Glass <laughs> Onion. yeah what's the next one gonna be called titanium turnip that sounds awesome <laughs> that's gonna be the the third installment of the uh knives out series titanium, that's awesome titanium turnip sounds like uh if you ever <laughs> follow on instagram like uh whenever like chinese uh like i uh, whenever they like translate something into english and it's just not quite right <laughs> like yeah, i, could see, yep. I could see going to like uh like a shanghai like uh grocery store and seeing like titanium turnips like on on sale yeah plenty of titanium turnips yeah. uh speaking of turning up <laughs> <laughs> Manny and I went. What out. a transition! Wait, I I had to get, I have to give you credit to that transition. Usually, I would crap on you for this, but that was actually great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I could. It can't. I can't. I've peaked. I don't know if I should even talk anymore. It's all uh, downhill from honest. here, folks. Just it's like all, all don't listen to this podcast ever again. It's all downhill. Yeah, and people just use that out of context and be like, "Well, they said not to listen to it anymore, so I stopped." Uh, yeah well we uh manny manny and i and a few of our friends uh dressed up and went out and uh, about the town in andersonville which is uh close to where manny and i live kind of the northern part of the city a nice little province of chicago um i was oppenheimer i dressed up as oppenheimer and i thought honestly i thought i pulled it off i looked like al capone though going into work the other day uh, yesterday for halloween like wearing that costume with the gloves it was really cold yeah, like, do people just, like, like understand your costume, or did they have to ask, usually? Uh, m- most people, I mean, there was a couple people that asked. Um, sometimes I get annoyed when people, like, have, like, really, di- really bad guesses. Like, really dumb. I'm like, what are you talking what about? You like, got? Oh, there was one, I, I, there was somebody on Snapchat that asked me what I, like, if I was from, I don't even remember, I'll have to, I, it's, it's hard to, I'm trying to think about what, what she said. But I was just like, I'm like, no, that's not it at all. <laughs> I feel like Oppenheimer is a costume where you need the gloves to and that and and the, the fedora to really and, uh, pull it off. Yeah. You gotta have the hat. You have to have the hat. I had yeah. the hat. 
I didn't have the fake cigarette, but I did have the button, the K6 button from the Manhattan Project. But people who see the movie would understand it if you hadn't seen it. I think that's yeah. the thing, right? It's that people who hadn't seen the movie probably wouldn't get it. True. You know, uh, but I feel like if like just by commercials and stuff, you should probably have some idea, yeah, right? It, but it just didn't reach the mainstream to the level of Barbie. So a lot more people dressed up as Barbie, which is, you know, was not surprising. Yeah, um, no, because we saw like what two Kens, including we saw, uh, yeah, the one that we had, including yeah. Mark. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep, Manny was spot was uh, Spider Man. What what version of Spider Man though? Uh, Spider Verse. Uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Uh, Miguel O'Hara. I just basically looked for a kid, called him a a anomaly, and told him that his father has to die because it was a canon event. He just found a kid and told him his father has to yeah. die. Yeah. So to complete the costume, yeah. It's like really yeah. completely. That, really, really, I'm not really sure how I costume. see that, but <laughs> I don't know if you visualize that. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, like, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Well, I guess like that's kind of spoilers if you haven't seen them film. So yeah, I'm sorry, a, but I highly do recommend grace it. Period's over. Great film. Grace, yeah. Grace period's over. It heads up by yeah. It's like what three or four months old. Yeah, at least yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great time. Halloween was great. I appreciate everybody. Uh, I posted in the Discord the other day uh, about, uh, you know, show me your Halloween costumes. We got some amazing pictures. So I appreciate you all and part of our community showing those off. I thought you all looked yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. And uh, we look forward to the holidays continuing on as, you know, pretty soon we'll have our turkey trot store champ right before uh, Thanksgiving. And then, of course, we'll have December rolling up with Hanukkah and Christmas and Kwanzaa and all that good stuff. And yeah. Yeah, it'll be 2024. It's there already. Hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. Time. Jeez, seriously. Absolutely no. Well, I went as a pirate. Uh, since I still have the the eye patch from the from the Bell's palsy. I don't have to wear it anymore, but I was like, since I had it, we Zoe and I already planned Resourceful. Uh, being pirates. Yeah. Is nice. there. So that was a lot of fun. That was nice. great. I, I have to shout out Ian. Um Andrew, Ian, the the writer at uh, at our at our company. He used to work for those of you that don't know, Andrew used to work for the company I work for now. So I say yeah. our company, his former company, my current company. Anyways, he dressed up as Dr. Strangelove, and it was absolutely oh, wow. amazing. And he yeah. even had the glove on, and he was like choking himself with the cigarette the other hand, and he had the glasses down. It was just phenomenal. So yeah, those glasses are hard to find, too. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. Glasses. Appreciate uh, if you haven't that. seen Dr. Strangelove, that's another costume I think you'd have to see the, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well worth it, yeah. though. What absolutely. Is, one of my favorite Stanley Kubrick films. Yeah, oh, it's so funny. He's so funny. Peter Sellers. Um, all right. Anything else about uh, any? Uh, actually, you know, what? I'm going to ask one quick question. Are you guys? Are you? Are you a big, big turkey fan for Thanksgiving, or is there something you'd rather uh, I know have? where this is going? I'm actually pretty indifferent. Uh, growing up in a in a Mexican family, turkey was not really a thing for Thanksgiving. It was usually like other dishes. But um, yeah, I'm pretty indifferent. But it, it's not the greatest thing in the world. I'm I go for something else. Ooh, I I love turkey. Uh, I love dark meat on any form of like of any like chicken. I'd rather have the dark meat. Turkey is one of those things where like I love the dark meat of the turkey. Like I'll take the the legs and thighs like all day. Um, yeah, then, unfortunately, that's like ten percent of the bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't mind even like the white meat though for sandwiches like afterwards. But yeah. if I'm just having turkey, man, I really love turkey big fan of Thanksgiving foods. Um, my favorite, though, of all the fowl would be duck. And uh, so yeah, sure. that's okay. always good. But uh, yeah, no, big fan of turkey. Yeah, I'm curious. You all should let us know if you have any 
hot takes about Thanksgiving foods. Always love these conversations. For me, I it's like I have to equate turkey to like when somebody like in college is like, man, you got to listen to the song when you're tripping on acid, you know, like I'm like, OK, well, it's like the, the acid is great. Is the song really that good? So it's like if there's a song really that good, if you need to slather it with cranberry sauce and gravy and all the other good fixings that I love, they're great, delicious. Is it really that good? So that's really my thoughts on turkey. I would rather have ham or something else. But I get why some of you do like it. And the dark meat part of turkey is good. But unfortunately, a lot of it isn't the dark meat, especially when you carve into it. And you got a big group of people eating the bird. Yeah. I just is appreciate that, is that conversation. Is that the issue with you? It's that uh, everyone's fighting over the dark meat in, in your family? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think everybody would rather have that, or most people would. My issue, Andrew, is that like most of the turkeys, it just, it's just really dry and flavorless, and that's why people Ooh, yeah, love I... to pour gravy all over it. Like, you get into the white meat. If uh, You're like, you, you bake a sandwich with it. I'm like, great, but let's let's say you can't do any of that. Like, Boy, I would rather have something else. So. It, so- it sounds like you just haven't had a well-cooked turkey. I hate when people say that. That drives <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh my god! That is like that is literally like I could put a trillion dollars on that. Being it's the not most predictable supposed to be response. dry. Where are you getting all these dry turkeys? It's, it's it inherently dude, is dry. It's it is. Like, it's, it's a, a very dry, big, very big thing to cook. It's just naturally going to be drier as you get you when you cut into it. it further. Oh, they! Yeah. I've had you every part of my family. They all cook. My dad is a owned a bakery. He he okay. loves to cook. He loves turkey. I've had so many different people prepare it and brine it and you know everything. And I give them credit because it's it's hard. It's a laborious process. And yeah, I just still don't appreciate it as much, which makes me feel bad because they worked really hard. But I just don't like it. I just I guess that's just what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, the great thing about Thanksgiving is there's usually just a ton of other casseroles and other dishes around. Other too, things that yeah. Could, yeah. I feel exactly. like. Yeah. Thanksgiving is always like a greatest hits album of like fall food. Okay, well, speaking of, we're talking about X Wing usually, but we got time to do that. Favorite side, if, mashed if potatoes. I'm, if, if I'm putting together a twenty point list for Thanksgiving, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. That was mashed potatoes. Six I'm, points at least. I'm I'm right. You that's that's your six your six point ship is. I don't know. Uh, I just literally potato. made it. it be, yeah. <laughs> you just made it six. That it's doing the heavy lifting, right? It's like your seven point, uh, six point, uh, uh, main or side is going to be doing the heavy lifting in your list on your plate. So if I'm putting together a twenty point plate. You know, I'm going to go with that that turkey thigh, as uh, that that's going to be my my main. I want that as like my my six point ship. Um, I am going to go. For my aunt makes a really good green bean casserole. I'm going to put two points uh, on that as my. You're really doing this. This is a quite a bit. Maker. I like it. Uh, I'm going to put four points into these uh, yam. Uh, like, like okay, you're at thirteen. They're they're yam, um, uh, like muffins that you can make, which is which is great. But I will also subs like I feel like you can switch that out with a. Uh, with like a sweet potato casserole as well. Um, so you can go either one on that. And uh, let's see what, uh, I, and then mashed potatoes, I think is just a uh, good around all around yeah. four point, of, you know, ship. It can carry objectives. <laughs> it's a good objective go carrier. Yeah. So if your I mean, objective it, is your bloated, it, it plays the field, you know, you can, yeah. it, it's maneuverable. It can, it can, work both sides of the objectives yeah I, I mean the most beautiful thing about thanksgiving is that we're all, we all have we all get to share in the ibs together right <laughs> we're all bloated and feeling a little gross at the end yeah, after we've eaten all that food 
Ooh, also, uh, you know, big fan of appetizers. I think everybody has like a different like appetizer starter course, and I'm going to put the rest of my points in there. Um, usually okay. some cheese plates, usually some, you know, while everyone's charcuterie. like charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie. Everyone's getting around like they're they're notching. I'm going to say that that's going to carry it because like it's part of the the pre meal, but I think it still counts. That's pretty good, Manny. What are some other shout outs besides mashed potatoes? You shouted that out very. We're like mashed potatoes is the best. Food. <laughs> it's like the best <laughs> one. In- <laughs> <laughs> it carries like it carries almost all of them. It's giving like for me, Potatoes but um, are good, man. yeah, but but uh, p- pumpkin pie. That's also oh, pretty good as well. My yeah. favorite, actually. Yeah, yeah, pumpkin. You know yeah, what? I, I am to give that oh, wow. ten points and mashed potatoes ten points. There, twenty. Boom. Yeah, you have to think too hard, right? Yeah, yeah. No, double fire yeah. spray there. Yeah, yeah. And and for those of you at home who don't want to worry about sourcing all the ingredients, you can buy a standardized list of uh of upgrades slash sides <laughs> while your Thanksgiving meal. You go to your nearest grocery store. You could buy it all. What would be like the standardized like, like turkey that you would get from like. Gravy is the loadout points, right? Like, you know, yeah. mashed potatoes, like the 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 loadout value is going to be like, do you like extra garlic? I like a garlicky mashed potato yeah. with chives in it, too. I'm going to say I'm going to say carrying in my talent slots. I would probably go for the budget. I would go with ham at five points. I'm a ham guy. I'd go ham at five and then I would do Brussels sprouts for three. Okay, that's eight. I would do four points for mac and cheese. That's 12. And Wait, then I is... would probably what yeah uh is mac and cheese like a thanksgiving thing it can be every it, oh absolutely right. yeah okay. i mean there's Family's just different yeah i love stuffing i don't know if i'd put stuffing on my list but i i do honorable mention but i'm a big scalloped potatoes guy i love my Ooh. i like baked in the oven you can even put a little cheese on top made it al gratin so that's where i'd put the rest of my points but i i think but, we're all I, we would all enjoy each other's food yeah is is what it's coming down to here. So I there's no there's no like red hot takes that like alarm me about you guys where I would need to call the FBI or anything, which is good. <laughs> what would so that, that be? Like, oh, uh, it would have talking. to be like a really nasty casserole or something, probably. If you were like, uh, like I don't know, I I think the the thought of like having a tuna casserole for Thanksgiving would would frighten me. But <laughs> straight to the gulag. I, I actually, oh, how an American more than anything so that would actually be an okay thanksgiving sounds like you know what's sounds like a you problem nick (laughs) no 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 i I know i was now recording from the gulag i'm I'm definitely uh alone uh on a lot of what i eat on seafood island i mean when i say i love seafood i love almost all of it yeah so if you're a fish out there and andrew gives you that side eye you better better walk fast yeah seriously Um, (laughs) no it yeah they're fun fact everybody andrew andrew is banned from the shed aquarium because he brought his uh table set with him and he tried to dine in yes yeah (laughs) and he eats tuna that's not dolphin safe what a monster whoa 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 i mean can't believe I've been pressed with him that long. You, you can't just <laughs> accuse me of an international crime. <laughs> this, yes, we can. Podcast. That's what we do here. That's what we do here now. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm never a dolphin. I never crime. want to eat a dolphin. Look, here's the thing. Oh. If you're in the ocean and you're a mammal, you're safe. You're fine. I'm not eating mammalian uh, uh, sea life. <laughs> if, if, if you are not endangered and... and you are a fish the, that I can sustainably the, eat. Yeah, you're in. You're in trouble. For the three percent of podcast listeners who are uh, in underwater in the ocean, you can <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief. 
for all the dolphins that are listening. <laughs> I was looking for all our dolphin listeners out there. Yep. Oh, that, that's amazing. Oh, that was so good. I love that bit. We're counting up the points for your food for Thanksgiving, international crime being accused of committing. I love it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of, what, a lot of yeah, spice Thanksgiving. at this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, what a better segue than to talk about some X-Wing, about break it or buy it. There you go. Oh, also, <laughs> I would say, you know, get in the chat or find us on, uh, on Discord and, and let us know how you would build out how wrong a 20 we are. point plate. No, I just meant... You know, for Thanksgiving, how are you planning on on loading out your your twenty points, your twenty point dinner plate? Yeah. All right. It's it's. I think it's time for our now. I think what's now we have to call our second favorite segment after whatever that just was because that was amazing. <laughs> X wing, break it or buy it. We're going to talk about the Y wing, the Rebel Y wing. I thought about maybe doing Scum or Republic, but here's the thing about the Scum or Republic Y wings. They're actually getting a little bit of play right now. Sure, it's only a couple of pilots, but they're they are more budget friendly in terms of putting in a list right now that I would say yeah. most of the Rebel Y Wings, although there are some cheaper options that we might mention. Uh, I, I highlighted three pilots. I've I've highlighted Dutch Vander, Nora Wexley, and Horton Salm. The only That's a pilot name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, yeah. Horton here's a who. Um the only pilot that in the Rebel Y-Wing pilot I think that um, you might see in list is Holoken at three points, um, standardized with an APT standardized. at I-4, yeah. and a double-botted opportunity is why Holoken is is sometimes in Rebel lists. But everybody else, especially the ones we mentioned, kind of fallen out of favor um, for a while now. So does anybody have a anybody want to start us off? Sure. Well, uh, yeah, I can I can start us off. Uh, but sure. man, I just want to say for an iconic ship, it's something that I you kind of want to see in Rebel lists. Like it just feels good to fly Y wings. It feels good flying. I think when anybody brings a Y wing, it's kind of exciting, right? Like that's yeah. cool. It's iconic. Yeah. And I do want to preface what Break It or Buy It is for people who do not know. Yeah. Skip that part. So Break It or Buy It, we take a chassis, we pick a few pilots, and we ask, would you break it or would you buy it? If you were to break it, you would. Uh, change the loadout or um or something about the ability like you would do an errata uh fundamentally change the pilot uh and what they can load out with slots everything like that or you could buy it and you could buy it at the same price or you could buy it at a cheaper price so usually we we opt to not buy at the same price and not change anything because why would we be talking about it but it is an option so who wants to do dutch yeah, I can I can get us started with Dutch. Dutch is a, a Y-wing pilot that I feel like we saw quite a bit of in 2.0, and also at the start of 2.5, Dutch. I felt yeah. like I saw Dutch in a lot of lists. It has a great pilot ability. I think Dutch is probably one of the most played Y-wings that I've seen on the field. Now you really don't see it anywhere else, and we're just gonna get into that. Uh, the Y-wing is. After you perform the target lock action, you may choose one friendly ship at range one to three, and that ship may acquire a lock on the object you locked, ignoring range restrictions. So this is a key piece in setting up those double modded shots where you can go in, take a target lock, and it's at uh, I-4. So it's a great way for those lower initiative ships uh, to get those double locks or uh, for the higher ones as well because you can lock it and even if like luke hasn't moved yet or right. even if you know han hasn't moved yet 
you get that target lock, then they can move into range and choose something else. And and they can get into better firing position by boosting, barrel rolling, things like that. So Dutch yeah. just gives you so many options. And target locks, double modded, double modded shots is definitely the name of the game. As many as you can get these days yes. is, is what will, it gives you the best chance to win, I would say. I'm going to just throw in and quickly interrupt, just to throw in the stat line for the Y-Wing and the dial. Um, so... The, uh, the Y-Wing has a native two attack dice primary front arc attack, one agility. It has six hull and two shield. And its uh, actions, it has a focus, a target lock, a red barrel roll, and a red uh, reload. And then the dial, it's uh, one banks are blue as, lo- as well as the one straight. We also have the two hards are white, two banks white, two straight is blue. Then you have three hards that are red. Three banks that are white, three straight that is white, and lastly a four straight that is red and a four K. Sorry, Andrew, keep going. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, so it's really hard to get stressed for any reason. Hard to recover that with those blue maneuvers, um, and also you know it's it's got the six hull, two shield, but only rolls one evade die, so it's it crits matter a lot yeah. on on the Y wing. And uh, hard for ions to, to yep to roll out of trouble can be ionized. So Dutch is starting off at four points, which is where we see a lot of the meat and potatoes of lists these days. But it's an I four, so there's while we're we're kind of in a meta where you can start getting I fives at four points, uh, having a, a four point you know like I four. It's fallen behind a little bit there. It has 12 loadout points. And it's brutal. Yeah, that's that's pretty light. Um, Doesn't leave you with a lot of options as far as torpedoes go because, you know, Dutch is relying on that target lock so heavily. You basically have just enough points to put on proton torpedoes and nothing else. Because uh, mm-hmm. Dutch doesn't want to dive in, I feel like, and doesn't want to get in the mix too often. Um, and those advanced proton torpedoes maybe aren't doing enough, you know, heavy lifting for you. It's only got one talent slot, um, but it can take, you know, bombs. But I would, because the ability is so good on Dutch. It's tough. It's not the easiest thing to Yeah. Um, uh. I, I would say if we were like, I could see keeping the loadout as it is uh-huh. and going down to three points. Sure. I think Dutch becomes, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buy Dutch at three. Okay. Just because so, that ability is so powerful. Something that's worth mentioning too. You, you, you touched on it briefly with a lot more high initiative. Well, a couple, two things. One with high initiatives is that, um, Dutch has to then go, he has to overextend himself to actually be able to get those locks to use his ability yeah. a lot more often right now, just in the current scope of the meta. And the other thing is the, you know, Rebels like 3.5.7 point options right now. The only good viable four point option that we see is Bodica uh, yeah. in comparison. And Bodica, of course, is a fang. So just a lot more difficult to, to kill versus a Y Wing at the same initiative, same price. Yeah. Um, so those are the two things I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, that that's fair. Um, because you're you're comparing this to yeah to a Bodica at at I four. Um, I I feel like at three points, this is where that becomes interesting. Where you might want to shift around your list, even if you're using things like Bodica, or it might 
enable you know those strategies like even if you keep han is seven points and then you can add dutch gives you a little more options with that final 10 points on how you want to fill it out and i think dutch becomes a lot more interesting at three the loadout is fine and you know i think it's totally okay if you're just like hey uh dutch and if i get off i'll take the proton torpedoes or advanced uh, proton torpedoes they have the regular ones if i get Mm -hmm. one of those off it's great um, I feel like that that's a good value and it gets to be a piece where Dutch can really play that support role without feeling like uh, it's a big well, he's only issue. support role right now. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I, put, I think that's, yeah. what, that's what the, it's designed to be. I don't think, I, you know, Dutch isn't, I don't think designed to be the the star of the show, but no. it's such a great oh, with a pro torp. He should, his single model pro torps. It just feels like uh four points. It's, it's oh, yeah. a toss up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and no, but I, I think at three points, that's when that's when this becomes a key piece where you can really sit on that ability. Yeah. And, yeah, and I agree. You can build around it and even, you know, uh, it might give you the other options. I'm trying to think of like Han is just so good right now. Probably don't want to like remove Han from any list. Yeah. But I think you I think there might be a build that doesn't rely on Han that could that could have Dutch yeah. in it. And if, um, if, I think with the segment, it's important to. For people especially listening to know that like this is kind of in a vacuum when we're when yes. we're talking about this it's 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 really hard it's it's easy to be like oh if you do that then every the whole landscape of things change for the faction it's like i mean in some ways we do make decisions on like if we'd break or buy based on what the faction needs but in other mm-hmm. cases it's also just based on the chassis and the fact that it doesn't really get any play yeah so it's like you know yeah it's, the, a- it's it's designed just to make it playable and i think just dutch's ability even at the current Lotus 12, I think is fine. Um, and if it's at three points, I think it becomes interesting and becomes a ship that I'm actively looking at putting in lists. Yeah. So that's, I do have like a small question though. Um, yep. a three point, I, uh, I believe you could put R three on him. Yeah. Uh, so with a three point Y wing, they could give two ships. Only one. mods. It's, it's just uh, the first, the first target lock. Uh, right. So the action triggers the ability once. And then the second lock is just his lock. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, and also, um, I mean, that, you don't have to. Never go, mind. I mean, yeah. But it's always good having two locks. I think that there's definitely a build with that. I think 12 points is totally fine in loadout because you could go the R3 Astromech. You can take plasma mm-hmm. torpedoes. That gives you enough for uh, yeah. a payload upgrade. Or you can also put on uh, a dorsal turret just to give yourself some, you know, a little extra protection little there. Uh, yeah, just a little more coverage, uh, throw on an expert handling, and, you know, maybe you're not going to be barreling too much, but you never know. There's other stuff you can do with that. Is he able to take chaff missiles? Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, put on, right. Throw on some electric chaff missiles. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I like the idea of, if if you were to keep them at, at four at uh four points then i would just i would say you know giving a four or five more loadout would seem pretty reasonable as well you, mm. you know i think you could go three points and keep the loadout or you would give him enough so that he could take a pro torp and an r3 and make himself a little bit better but then he is now single modded unless you have like aaron kraken or you're building a list around him having double modded pro torps he's really just a support piece that can threaten but won't do too much otherwise yeah yeah especially at uh at i4 yeah yeah and 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 four points though because it's a ship you're probably you you could lose really quickly Mm -hmm. and i mean he's so easy to ionize that's the problem too ion tech is really good right now too right and 
in uh you know with vader with his ion missiles you take ion torps or anything like that um we saw it in uh i think top four at worlds where it was a dot there was a dutch list he set up all the shots he set up everything he needed but then Gaelic just fired an ion cannon and knocked, like destroyed everything. Like all everything yep. started to fall apart. And that and that knocks off the target lock. Yeah. Re- and it shuts off his ability. Yeah. Exactly. Just huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Manny, uh, which one do you want to take? The we have Horton or Nora? I'll take uh Nora Wexley. Yeah, I'll take her. You don't mind reading her in her ability. Yeah, so Nora Wexley, uh her ability is um while you defend, if there's an enemy ship at range 0 to 1, add a 1 evade result to your dice result. So you basically have a evade every turn if you're in range 1. At, uh, yeah, I5 with uh, worth 5 points. And yep, eight, yeah. Is that 18 worth, loadout? Yep, 18 loadout. This is a tough one, man. 5 yeah. point wing. Um, I believe a list did pretty well with her, right? Recently, am I crazy or well, the Arc One Seventy version of Nora? I believe is five as well. Yeah, so you, yeah, I, I think it might have been Arc One Seventy Nora. I'm oh, okay. Sure. All right. Well, having twenty five like twenty five percent of your opponent's win condition on a Y wing sounds <laughs> sounds not great to be honest. Sounds like you're throwing the game. Yeah, a little bit. Um. Uh, I mean, the mob's gotten to you. Yeah, like she's got range one, but also you also. Wait, it's not where you want to be with a white yeah, Exactly. Yeah, it's a bit counterintuitive. I mean, in two point oh, I kind of like flying her, but on two point five, uh, yeah. I mean, this counts as if she's this counts as if she's past somebody. If like she's over flown past somebody, you're right next to some, whatever. Like there are situations where she can use her ability getting shot up by someone else, and she's like happens to be at range one of an enemy. Yeah. Ship. And a Y wing is like you kind of want to take a, they kind of want to take like a Y wing to ha- to be like a support role. I don't know where she really fits as a support ship. Um, I mean, in terms of loadouts. So would you break it or buy it? Eighteen loadout, five points. I would buy her at four. Yeah. Yeah. At eighteen loadout, yeah. that seems pretty yeah. pretty pretty regressive, but in a good way. Yeah. I think. Uh, no torpedo slot though oh there's no torpedo yeah. slot yeah. oh the what do people use well, on her yeah. to like well, <laughs> break and buy well, all those slots yeah, that's that's pretty silly i mean it's like okay nora here take take an ion cannon turret it's insane yeah this is a ship that you really want advanced proton torpedoes on or just yeah just a torpedo ion torps plasmas bro she has ever gunner slot am i reading that correctly yeah yeah no okay uh, yeah she's got a gunner slot yeah so you could do like iron cannon turret, veteran turret gunner that's against you at eight points of loadout, and then you could do like proton bombs, and then you could give her R three astromech, and then you have like two points left over, so you could be like, cool, I'll take a marksmanship or something. I don't, know. I mean, expert handling. Boom, you're at eighteen. That is that is not a very sexy loadout. No, yeah, the lack of a of a torpedo slot really hurts her. Like, yeah, again, like for five points is a bit too much. Yeah, because you would rather take at the same price, you take Arc 170 Nora all day. Yeah. If you had to pick another mm-hmm. Nora <laughs> of the other of the two options total. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I, I think we all agree on Nora for sure. But yeah, it's it, I mean, I think it might be both a break and a buy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, rounding out break it or buy it. We've got Horton Psalm. I love that name. It's just such a 
great Star Wars name. Orton's uh, three points, has seven loadout, and is an I-4. His ability reads, while you perform an attack, you may re-roll one attack die for each other friendly ship at range 0 to 1 of the defender. So it's kind of similar to Lieutenant Blount. It's the same trigger as Lieutenant Blount's ability, except instead of getting an additional attack die, you get to re-roll a number of die for each friendly ship at range 0 to 1. So it's actually a little bit better than Blount's in terms of how many opportunities. So interesting. I think... Horton, if you were to like immediately think about what you could put him, like what types of lists you'd want to build with him, it would be like Fang Fighters or like A Wings, things that like to go fast and plug up people's lanes and be aggressive, because then he could, uh, he could use his ability, uh, for his, he can use it for any type of attack, special attacks, turret attacks, primaries, whatever you name it, he can use it. Seven loadout though, at three points, seven loadout isn't atrocious, but for a platform that really kind of needs compensation for its chassis it's still too low yep. so i would i would actually um i would buy him a three but i would actually break his loadout so there's a little bit of break and buy again and i would uh let, let me just compare uh, i'm gonna go over to holoken's standardized card really quick and just kind of read the upgrades again and see what roughly that loadout comes out to be apt is eight points dorsal would make it 10 Precise Astromech, it's hard to put a price on that, but honestly, I would make Precise Astromech is worth at least six or seven points because it allows you to get double modded shots. So that's, I would just round up to 18 points of loadout. So I would give Horton um, 12 or 13. Uh, allows him at, at three points, you could be a Torp carrier, which there aren't a lot of pro Torp carriers and Rebels besides Luke right now. So that's not really a huge deal. You could take missiles with him. Um, that would be pretty interesting you could just do concussion missiles and r3 astromech you could put seismics so yeah i'd say 13 loadout keep him at three points but break his loadout yeah thoughts i mean honestly i'm just i'm thinking i think you can actually make all of these three um three points even nora, nora? Maybe, yeah I, uh... I mean nora toned down i mean the thing is i mean the thing with 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 the like with nora too though is it's like if tomax is three points you you t tone down the the loadout on Nora like I think yeah it also be totally I don't think it's, I don't it doesn't freak me out yeah you just need to be mindful of the loadout yeah you could tone that down but Horton too I mean like I I think that that's fine at the three points this one it's it has to stay close to to everybody else so this one's get you know getting more benefit from that it's forcing you to fly a certain way he, I would, he doesn't I would have to be up. it's each other friendly ship at Razor one to the defender. Oh, of the defender. Oh, okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So no, that's yeah, so that's just as long as your yeah buddies over there, yeah, just hang back. Close. Yeah, I think also mm -hmm. totally fine at three points. Could definitely use like a bump in and um, bump up and load out. If I'm building a list now too, yeah, ships like Horton is is kind of what I'm looking for for something like this. I would actually another to to add to the the break it part of this. I would actually add a cannon. Because his ability, like getting free rerolls, is great, but he's still firing uh, single modded attacks unless he has a coordinator. Mm. So if you could give him like heavy laser cannon or ion cannon or tractor beam, then he can Ooh. focus and then reroll his attacks with that his ability. I just feel like he'd be more efficient. That just seems kind of fun. Yeah, no, and yeah. and, and a threat right. and getting dangerous there. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> a cannon yeah. with not a ton of load with you know twelve loadout, you could. No, I mean, uh, I think it's that's totally fair. I I four, it's gonna be even with the high initiative, like it's still gonna be tough to get those bullseye shots. Yeah, and he that also makes him a little less ion uh, proof himself. Like he doesn't have to take locks and then lose his his special attacks yeah. automatically when someone looks at him. So yeah, just 
food for thought is kind of cool. Yeah, so if you guys ever have suggestions of other chassis in the game, it can be extended as well as standard legal or break it or buy it. We'd love to hear from you. You can always drop suggestions in our podcast section of our Discord. Appreciate everyone that has uh, given us feedback and been a part of our community, especially yes. listening to the cast. Very proud of where we've where we've gotten so far, and we all kind of unanimously love this section. This segment is a lot of fun. No, yeah, this is this is one of my favorite sections, and and let us know too what your builds and loadouts are for ideas for the Y wing. What would what would you do to help put them on the table? But thanks again for listening too. We definitely wouldn't be doing this without you shout out to the gold squadron veteran of course gone but not forgotten yes oh wait i'm sorry what the y-wing pilot the generic the gold yeah. squadron oh veteran. Uh, okay all right so like i thought you were talking about the podcast that something happened oh, yeah. and i was like wait what no no gsp is doing just great doing yeah fine. Yeah. um shout it's out like another one bites the dust well. oh yeah, no they're 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 very they're they're good friends it's actually a great segue because the, the 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 topic from the audience is from jason Grimm, a member of gold squadron uh the podcast of, of gold squadron um him and i are buddies i met him for the first time at worlds uh this earlier this year uh jason basically we're we're moving now into uh new players right yeah. barriers to entry for new players so before we dive into maybe some specific things that our audience has mentioned in Discord about things that they've noticed are barriers for new players, if you guys had to name the biggest one that you think is a, the biggest barrier for a new player to get into the game of Exing right now, what would it be? Manny, I'll start with you. Oh, what pick one. Spot. Um, yeah. So this used to be a like a pretty big uh, complaint for me. Since I released the the uh, new starter sets, most of my concerns about this have kind of been resolved. But if I had to think of one currently existing, it would be how a person who doesn't know about any other squad building apps will have to go to the AMG yeah. website and it's just like one. look at a bunch of PDFs to assemble their squad. And it's just like, you know not a great time <laughs> no it's 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 uh, actually gonna it's gonna discourage people from playing it's, it's yeah not much of a tedious venture yeah that is. especially if there's like a points update and i don't think amg highlights what has not been changed or have been yeah, okay yeah yeah um so that's probably that's probably my biggest thing andrew what do you think biggest thing biggest yeah. barrier to entry I mean, on, honestly, I would I would say for most people, I feel it would be finding you know somewhere to play, getting ships to the table. Uh, if you don't live in near like a major city, mm-hmm. is finding yeah, the more a, rural areas. Yeah, like a like a like a play group that regularly meets, or one that meets on your schedule. You know, because it's even though lots of places have like X Wing nights, I I feel pretty fortunate. Chicago is a is a great hub for X Wing, but I know there's a lot of places that you know, aren't, aren't as much. And that's what, that would be my guess. Yeah. I, I would, I would agree. That's a, that's a really good one. Um, I would say the, it's not definitive, like the product that you see around the core sets there, you see a core set that is still for sale. That isn't the course that you should get, but has the faction, like has like the factions that you could get still. And it's, uh, it's not clear which course that you should get. There's the newer ones that are more expensive, but maybe you want to save some money. So you're like, I'll get this one instead. And you might think it's a more budget-friendly option. It'll get you into the game the same way. 
yes and no and how do you know how do you how do you figure that out without like being proactive and researching and googling yeah. and, and asking Knowing where yeah. to start this is the past like the thing that uh separate 2.0 from from uh the previous one was the color of the box right i believe these new boxes black, are black still box, black yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I um, I totally when I first started playing bought the 1.01, not realizing that yeah. there was a 2.01. Yeah, I didn't you know either until I, I I asked around and I was told that hey, if you want to play with the group here in the city, we're all playing this version of the game now. I'm like, huh, okay, I'll have to look that up after I spent yep. like hundreds of hundreds of dollars on the 1.0 <laughs> stuff. Yeah, oh, it's oh, brutal. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, but fond memories. But yes, also brutal. Back when I was more naive and more willing to throw my money away. Maybe <laughs> I'm still throwing it away, but just yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We 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 run a we run a tight ship, but ships aren't cheap. <laughs> so I like to say. <laughs> and and the community. These are the three main things that I pulled from the Discord. Uh, isn't is and we've hi- we've already mentioned these, but just specifically one of them being engaging with the community. Uh, as you said, like Andrew, do you live near a community hub or a game store that actually supports X-wing yeah. league nights, local nights? Is that a thing? Erratas, the second one, Erratas and squad building. There's no yeah. The, the, yeah. AMG has basically, without explicitly saying, they endorse and want people to go to Yasby and Launch Bay. They've done that. That that is, they've given up on an official squad builder, which I think is a bad idea because. This there is no alternative that they see, but to make it unclear as to where you build your squads, um, the the solution to that is either you buy one of them or you just give in and just and, and give a resources link or something in a PDF or some or a, a pamphlet in the core sets so that people can actually play mm-hmm. the game that you're trying to get them to buy into. Uh, and the third one is if you find realize that there are seven factions and you don't want to play Rebels or Empire. There, we were told that there's a strong possibility that we get all seven factions represented in core sets at some point. Do I actually think that's going to happen now? No, I just don't think that that's going to be a priority, but it would be great. I think that would be the best possible thing for this game yes. is to have all seven represented in core sets. But what yep. if you don't want to play yep. Rebels or Empire? It's something to think about. Like, Right? It's just, yeah. 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 No, that's something to think about. Yeah, I mean, Has there been any word on any future... Like no, we would hear all about it, man. We would be talking about it right now too if we did. We're we're yeah. we're, we're we're thirsty for some news. Yeah, for sure. we've been in a drought for a while now. I feel for, a, for quite a while since since Adepticon, pretty much. Um, but yes, that's true. If you're if you're down if you don't want to play Rebel or Empire, uh, starting is a lot more difficult for you. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think the squad building is probably the biggest thing. Um, the biggest barrier to entry. Because it's a, it's just oh, a fundamental. Sure. Like you needed to play the game. You can play the game at home with your partner, or with your brother, or roommate, or whatever. Like it might not be a community, but you can still play the game at home. So engaging with the community is is very important, but it's not going to prevent you from trying the game and playing it. And non rebel and non, you know, if rebel empire factions only, again, you can still play the game and get to know it. But squad building can't play the game in any capacity if you don't know how to put together the squad and. As Manny said, you go online and you start going through these PDFs. It's going to f- feel very archaic and very tedious to have to. And you don't even know what you're looking at. You're like, I've never heard of these. I don't know what these things do. <laughs> that was my issue. Yeah. One point. I was like, I don't know what these cards are. They good? Are they bad? I don't know. I'm going to try it. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I feel a lot of that is is for any game, though, too. 
Um, well, the the learning part I, is I remember, for sure. Like, is something good or bad? Yes, yeah. that's for sure. But it's overwhelming when it's in conjunction with a really poor way to put together your squad, like having to go on a website and look at PDFs, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. There's a way easier way to uh to do that, but yeah. it's just currently not it's, it's just so, currently not implemented. It, right. It, it, the The amount of flack that the official squad builders got there, there were two versions of it. I get it. They were bad. They were buggy. Um, they, but they kind of need it. Like if that, that they did it out of necessity and it just didn't work out. And it, when they announced that it was going away for good and it got the kibosh, I think a lot of people kind of rejoiced. Like I, you know, kind of, um, sarcastically, but like, no, like if the alternative is having no idea how to put their squads together, I want an official squad builder, even if it is a little buggy or crashes sometimes like, yeah. You know, and this is nothing against Stephen Kim or Andre Lind of, of Yasby and LaunchBay, respectively. Like, they do amazing work, and I do yeah. prefer their apps. I, was... I prefer their apps over any official anything. We always will, always have, always have, always will. But <laughs> at the same time, there needs to be something. Yeah. But, I mean, boy, boy, what a service to the community. I mean, one, it's a ton of work for them to and put that free. together. You know, that's that's free, you know, labor that, yeah, that. Yeah. AMG gets to gets to have uh, support, you know, their product, um, and and so if they had an official squad builder, I think that would be a huge boon, and and give some options for players, you know, to, yeah. to right. Do. Just QR code, like download our app, put together your squad, and get on the battlefield. The you know the star map today, like something like instead yeah. of just opening it up and being like, how do I do this? What is what is going on? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so I appreciate the community there, uh, recently I saw a post putting together a, basically a one-stop shop, like, you know, not a one sheeter, but just a few pages of just like helpful tips and guides resources for, for getting into the game. Love yeah, that. That's good to hear. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, that's not our job. But that's right. It exactly. Should be, it should and be. The community AMG's has job. done the heavy lifting, the heaviest yeah. of lifting and done an, ex- an exceptional job. Yeah. Um, yes. But it is inherently unfair for uh, for uh, Atomic Mass games to kind of just be able to be like, well, go stop the community's um, hard work. We're we're not going to legally we don't and we can't really say go you know do work with the unofficial stuff for us, but they are you know piggybacking off of it. Um, yeah. And I I know I know they can't just say hey like use this unofficial stuff, but if that's the or case, just, like make your own app. Buy them out, yeah. Or that's buy a, something. Just like, right. Yeah. Because, like, these guys update the app like, literally at least 24 hours after, after yeah. like, an update within, happens. Within it's kind of insane. Like, yeah. you like you got to love the the dedication that these guys have. And they're dedicated have. players. They play. They're like both Atlas, these guys who's play. holding the X-Wing community above their heads. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's a good reference. Because, yeah. like, I don't think events would be as big if it wasn't for these two guys. Because uh, it it would be just such a drag to just create squads. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's so much that that lives on the XWS, yeah. you know, uh, and, platform, and it goes beyond yeah. that. It goes to stream overlays. Yasby again, Yazo, yet another squad overlay, is from Stephen Kim. Like that's how you watch your X Wing yeah. streams, Andrew. When you and I do commentary together, that overlay is another community created resource there is no alternative like that's the only thing and it's yeah. perfect it's so nice and easy to follow and clean and it's roll better incredible. 
the, we yeah. have Worlds Open qualifiers using Roll Better as the way to facilitate tournaments. So I mean, it's yeah, it's just it's just worth worth. There's a lot. There's a micro. We should be putting our microscope on this because the squad builders are rather sorry. The uh, core sets have just rolled out, but only two of them. We want more of those. We want more everything. But the, this is something that they really need to try to emphasize and figure out. How do we make this less confusing for people who want to give us money and who want to play this game? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Jason, thank you so much for uh, uh, for dropping that question, that topic. Always appreciate that. Again, we always yes. ask before our next recording, what do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to hear about? And we are going to continue talking about new players. So this is perfect. Appreciate it. Well, I was going to say, I, I don't mind... Uh... Uh, just extending this. Oh, I'm not done. I wasn't necessarily like, closing it. I just oh, wanted okay. to, to to thank him again because it's a, it's it's helpful. Go ahead, though. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, that was a great question. I, I was going to say, Manny. You know, since you you're uh, you're you're not a new player, but you're He's the a newest noob. player. Um, <laughs> I cut myself here. as a new. Well, just just <laughs> eternally, I'm a for noob. all the people on this, on, this, <laughs> on this podcast. You know, you've only been playing for what, two no, or three years now, and so uh, not even a year and a half. Yeah. 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 Just a year, year and a half. half. Okay. So yeah, but uh, fa- fairly, you know, newer as well. So what was what was your experience like coming into Yeah, X-Men? so I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um I so I got an X Wing uh because a game store opened up close to my parents um that uh sold X Wing stuff. And I was just like, Oh, I've always been like I've always been interested in this game. Is there a community here? And the community was just a single person, Lloyd. He told me everything I knew. But if I didn't have Lloyd, I probably would not be this deep into the game right now. Um, because because like, my first question was, like, well, then how do you build a squad? Like, how do you choose your upgrades? And I don't believe the, the, uh, the manual that came in the 2.0 box said anything about that. So I probably would have had to subble my way online and and just find the answers through the community yeah well it's everybody needs a lloyd right um yep yeah yeah that's for sure so you did you had someone that was guiding you in then through the process yeah. as well so um and then what was your experience like you know when when you were coming to chicago because i remember I, I believe i first met you at yeah yeah so um uh so since I'm in Andersonville, uh, Dice Dojo is close by. Uh, so I went to their Facebook group, uh, and I I created a post to ask, I was like, "Hey, is X Wing still a thing here?" And then some random guy just told me to text, you know, to reach out to a prick named uh, Nick Sperry. <laughs> name, name, name Nick. Yeah. Um, and, and word goes fast when someone's looking to play X Wing, man. Yeah, Everyone always tells me. And then one, and then one, one thing led to another, and I'm here hosting a podcast about X Wing. So, yeah, you had, you had no idea when you were going on to Facebook, being like, "Oh, this is a fun game," that it would then become a cool oh yeah, like traveling and just like stuff that yeah. I do outside of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That that could you know for the listener at home that could be your yes, story too. You could you, be you me. Never know. You could be. You be me. Or, oh man, like my trajectory yeah. was ridiculous. I'm like, oh, I'll just like casually get into this game, and then I'm like streaming like out of state for like double two day tournaments. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Oh no, I I didn't think you know when I when I was getting into X Wing and uh, and met the, you know all of you that like I thought oh I'm gonna you know play this fun tabletop game uh, not thinking that oh I would be meeting some yeah, of my best friends really in the world and, and yeah, traveling yeah. all over the country and like you know meeting cool people from like all over all over the whole country and having just like so many good times like this is like one innocuous like oh barnes and noble is having a sale uh x-wing stuff is uh going to be this defining yeah. moment in my life you know at the time i, I know no if you've ever seen that meme where it's a guy that's like trying to line up a bunch of dominoes but like each domino gets progressively bigger that's how it like that's how it feels <laughs> yeah that's the, the x-wing yeah. iceberg yeah you really see at the top of it yeah, because I was going to say there's a, I forgot the RPG, but there's a there's an old, old school RPG. I believe it was Planescape, but don't quote me on that, um, uh, where like there's a quest that you go um, help a farmer collect 10 apples. And that quest is one of the most crazy. It, the story that comes out of that is one of the most crazy, wild stories like in the entire game. Like, it's this totally innocuous thing that, but then you go through these series of events that you end up uh, going to a different dimension and, and like all this other crazy stuff. So I felt like yeah. X-Wing was one of those, <laughs> one of those gateways for me. There yeah. is something to be said about how the type of friendships that are cultivated in this community versus maybe some, not, not to say that you wouldn't get this in other communities, but I think it's extra special with, with how loyal X-Wing people are to each other um, beyond just their X-Wing lives, but you know, personal lives and everything. I mean, Andrew referred me to the job that I have now. So it's just like kind of crazy. Like you never know how you can network as they say, like just like you make some lifelong friends yeah. doing sometimes the most silly and random thing or fun things in this case. Yeah. 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 And I, I will say the one thing that is not a barrier to entry is the community itself. Like I have never met just like such a warm, welcoming, Absolutely. you know, awesome community to be a part of. But before I close out, Nick, um, because you were well into X-Wing when I when I met you. Uh, when I first started playing X-Wing, I, I watched Nick being one of the judges at Worlds uh, in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, and so I was like, oh, wow, this guy is, you know, knows everything about it. I was always curious, what was what was your first experience like getting into the game? Yeah, I, it's so funny that one of my old roommates, his name is Gannon. He now works uh, for the Baltimore Orioles in the analytics department, which is pretty cool. He uh, for Christmas, he casually bought me the Force Awakens course set. He's like, eh, you know, we, we play board games with each other. He's like, oh, this looked like fun. You like Star Wars. So I thought, why not? And then like, he's like, dude, I can't. And then like fast forward to be at World. He's like, dude, I can't believe you fell this hard into this freaking game. I had no freaking idea. <laughs> like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, it was it was great, man. And I was still pretty new to the game. Like I was probably eight or nine months into X-Wing when I judged World. So it, they I, no I asked if I could judge some events and he invited me to do worlds. Matt, um, Matt Holland, shout out. He used to do, run OP for FFG. He's like, would you want to do worlds? I'm like, well, I don't have as much experience. He's like, that's fine. You wouldn't be the head judge. So I knew a lot, but I was still learning a lot. And it was a really, really fascinating experience to like enter that world and that community through the scope of a, a lens of a judge. Was pretty wild man so when i yeah so when i met you you still weren't even in your full your first year yet. i think by the time we met i was about like i just hit like a year into the game um but it was still wow new, that's yeah. i man i i like thought total season long-term you know, vet yeah 
Well, yeah. uh, that's wow. good. At that's, least that's I came incredible. out the way. <laughs> I guess you looked like you Fake knew what you were it. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's, it's definitely nice to reminisce about these things for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and we're we're still here, and that's that's the coolest thing. We're doing so much more. Three One Two Squadron exists, born kind of right before COVID. And then really grew through the pandemic and then exploded the last year, year and a half. So, and we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't see X Wing going anywhere anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, we won't, we won't let it anyways. Exactly. That's how stubborn Absolutely we are. Not, no. Yeah. Well, I want to do, before we wrap up, I want to do a couple of uh, just quick shout outs for upcoming events. Um, First off, we sold out our Windy City Trials already. Like, that's that's awesome. I wasn't worried about it, but, like, we got we hit 22 already. So I don't even have to worry about players wow. right now. And Manny even got in, even though he was yeah, right? hard. He was slacking so freaking hard, bro. <laughs> I was, oh like, third on the list. Like, third on the wait list, I believe. Yeah, not, not third to register. <laughs> like, the last person <laughs> to get in. Pretty funny. Bro, um, just, like, have more spots, bro. That's uh, pretty, just make like a pretty bigger, easy make bigger score. problem to solve. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll talk to good games about doubling the size of their store. Yeah, easy. Yeah, right. In, yeah. In city I have five dollars. Yeah, game shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pax Unplugged is December one through three in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Because they're looking for another big world's opens quali- world's open qualifier. That'll be the second to last one of the OP cycle before worlds. It'll be this one and then LVO, yeah. which uh, Andrew and I actually will be at. Um, so we might see you there. That's right. I bought a non-refundable yeah, plane ticket. Mine so in a couple I'm, weeks. I'm I'll there. be doing that shortly. Uh, the 18th through the 21st is the Las Vegas Open in Las Vegas, Nevada. So maybe see you there. Yeah. Really looking forward Absolutely. to that. Any last words, guys, before I do our little outro? Uh, I'll probably bring my Oreo... Uh, cheesecake to the uh, turkey trot. Yeah, I'm gonna I'd reach out to the players and be like, bring sweets and goodies if you want. Yeah, that would be amazing, dude. I'll I'll just steal the whole thing. Do like a potluck. Yeah, it would be awesome. That's that's the plan for sure. Andrew, also someone bring yeah, actual turkey. If uh, you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to I, I'm bringing turkey. <laughs> Uh, I, I was uh, if you're listening to the last episode, Nick and I joked about we were going to do a gauntlet v gauntlet match. We actually we did played it. that match. Uh, Nick, Nick wanted it with the Empire. I decided to go for a scum build, uh, but it was a really I close side slipped with heart. Uh, I felt bad. You know, uh, my my gauntlet stayed around a little bit longer and uh, I took out your gauntlet with. Uh, yeah, uh, Dead Man the gauntlet versus gauntlet <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, it felt right. It felt Any, the right. It anytime felt like the right I wanted to, to side slip with Captain Hark, there was stuff in the way. It was a bummer. <laughs> it was just kind of a... I, we placed the obstacle so yeah. good. Or just I felt ships. so good about that. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Oh, uh, my God. It was a, of course, it's a big traffic jam uh, when you're bringing oh, two yeah. gauntlets in there. Yeah. A cluster F. Well, if you guys ever want to watch crazy stuff like that, we do live stream on Twitch. We upload the replays of our streams on YouTube. You can follow us and like our page on Facebook. And, of course, you can get in on the action and get in on the conversation with our Discord. We appreciate you all listening to our podcast and being a part of the greatest, I'm going to call it the greatest, gaming group and community out there. Love you all very much and appreciate it. Here first. first. Breaking news. Breaking news. My name is Nick Sperry. 
I'm Andrew. I'm Manuel. And we appreciate you all listening to episode six of the 312 Squadron podcast. We will see you later. See you later.